It's Christmas Eve here at Locked On Stars, and today I'll be joined by a very special guest, former host of the Locked On Stars podcast, Josh Clark, to talk all about the Dallas Stars up to the season, get his thoughts and opinions on the team, and then to close things out, we'll talk about some Christmas-themed things. All of this coming up on a special Christmas Eve edition of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and you are locked on the Dallas Stars here on this Friday, December 24th. It's Christmas Eve. Tomorrow is Christmas. I know for many of you, one of the most exciting days of the year, myself as well. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful time of the year. Uh, today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are here and finding the perfect gift can be tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasticks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. Well, as I mentioned to open the show today, I'm joined by Josh Clark, former host of the Locked on Stars podcast, now working as one of the graphics coordinators for the broadcast for the Dallas Stars on Valley Sports Southwest. Uh, But before we get into my conversation with Josh, do you want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars, whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day here, even in the holiday season on Christmas Eve. Uh, Thank you guys for the continued support throughout this year. I truly do appreciate it. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast out, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. But without any further hesitation, let's get into today's fun conversation between myself and former host of Locked On Stars, Josh Clark. Welcome in, everyone. Dane Lewis here, joined by former host of the Locked On Stars podcast, Josh Clark, here on uh, d- Christmas Eve, December 24th. Josh, how are you today? Oh, Dane, like, I could not be better. Because one, like, getting a little break from the the hustle and bustle of the regular season schedule is really nice. And two, to have it at Christmas time, I am a bit of a fanatic um, a little bit and my friends would say a little bit is putting it like way too softly but this is definitely an exciting time I love this time of year getting to go home see family enjoy kind of just taking a breather and getting ready to you know get back into the swing of things after Christmas but for now just having a good time enjoying uh what's been a crazy last 40 or so days for the Dallas Stars yeah certainly uh a very crazy roller coaster type season so far for the stars, especially now with the scheduling. Uh, and I know that's the case for the entire NHL, but just kind of wanted to bring you back on the show. And uh, I know, you know, you said you're always down to talk Dallas stars hockey, and this is a great place to do that. And I know uh, that, you know, the fans here appreciate your insight. And so I uh, just kind of want to pick your brain a little bit on how the stars have done this season. Uh, yeah. And what are kind of just, you know, in, in uh, your words, in your mind, what has been your overall thoughts on this team so far this season and how have they kind of compared to maybe you know past teams that the Dallas Stars have put out the past few years in your mind I you know I would say that 
uh, that second question about comparing to teams of past, this is probably the, and I don't really know if it's a bad thing or a good thing yet. Uh, this is probably the streakiest team that we have seen. Like, you know, obviously everybody, when you think about streaks, you think about 2019-20 where you start, you know, 1-7-1, and one, then you rally and you're on a 13-1-1 and one run, and then you end the year with a five-game losing streak or however long that losing streak was. It feels like it was eight seasons ago at this point. But, oh, yeah. you know, you think about that as streaks, but then you think about this team. I mean, we ran a graphic the other night that this the Stars are the only team in the NHL this season to have won seven in a row and lost five in a row. And the fact that that's all happened in the last 40 days, and then on top of that, you you finish the season with a, a kind of a scattery, messy four to three overtime win against Chicago, and then you just go and score seven on arguably the league's best team to go into the Christmas break. Like this team is just such a you know such a wild card team, which is kind of funny because you know they're right now in the thick of the wild card and offseason left to be played. But they are such a wild card team, and the fact that you never know who you're getting. And what kind of team you're going to get on any given night and against any given opponent. They can, you know, lose twice to the Senators who have only won, you know, nine or ten games this season anyways. And then you can go to beat Carolina, beat Colorado, beat Edmonton, all these different, like, powerhouses. And it's just like, what are we getting tonight? And so, I guess, as a sports fan, that's kind of exciting, though, because it's like, I don't really know what I'm getting tonight, but it it should be it makes you want to tune in because you're like we could get a really good game here, or we could get a you know not so great game. But so far it's been like it, they are a streaky team, I, and I think we all know that right now. But at the same time, I, I've been kind of holding this mantra for the last few months, and I tell people when they actually like get together as a full team, 18 skaters and say, we're going to win this game. We want to win this game. We're going to do everything we can to win this game. And everybody is clicking and everybody is giving that 100% effort. There there are very few, if any, teams in the NHL that can stop them right now, as we saw against Minnesota and Carolina and Colorado. When they stick to their team game and everybody's kind of pulling their weight, it's tough to beat this team. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, And like you said, it makes it so interesting to watch. I mean, even on Monday night, uh, I was nervous turning into that game because I knew what Minnesota had done to the Stars earlier in the season. Uh, obviously, a very talented, capable team themselves. Uh, but, you know, the Stars showed, you know, had one of their best outings. You know, not only did they score seven goals, it was seven different guys. And yeah, you, know, you had a shorthanded goal, power play goal, uh, empty it, header. I mean, yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scoring, scoring any way that they possibly could. And, uh, you know, only allowing four, which, you know, a lot of those goals that Minnesota scored were kind of on some weird weird type place, but still, yeah. uh, you know, like you said, you never know what you're going to get. And it's weird to watch this stars team compete uh, against some of the best teams in the league and then struggle uh, against, you know, a team like Ottawa. That's been haunting me all season, uh, <laughs> knowing that, you know, like 20% of Ottawa's wins are against the stars. Uh, yet the yeah. stars have beaten Edmonton, Calgary, uh, you know, you name it, and even hung close with a team like Vegas, who's having a really yeah. nice year. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. 
Built Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need to bust down those mall doors and battle those holiday shoppers. So maybe you're standing in shopping lines this Christmas Eve, scrambling to find some of those last minute gifts for your family or your friends. But Built Bar can give you that extra push that you need to keep going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse or your pocket because you never know when you're going to need it. Do you like some of those marshmallow filled treats around this holiday season? You need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate, taste so good that you won't believe that they're filled with protein. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, you can get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is also brought to you by Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind in daily fantasy sports, a platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team that you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it and because they are daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy should be one on one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. Again, that's stathero.com slash hockey, promo code hockey for a 100% match. Uh, but yeah. what do you think, you know, we talk about them being a wild card team uh, and obviously playing in one of the most competitive divisions with, you know, the top six teams really, really, you know, making a, a claim to being one of the most talented, one of the best in the entire division. What do you think that the next step for the stars is this season to kind of go from a mid tier central division team to asserting themselves near the top? Do you think some like a veteran guy has to step up and kind of take charge? Um, Or do you think that there's maybe a different route that needs to be taken for the stars to kind of take that next step? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. And like the first word that comes to mind is consistency. Like you have to find that, that, mode where even like during that seven game win streak it was every night you saw pretty much the same team like i think they only they only trailed at one point during that seven game win streak and it was against columbus for like eight minutes and then they scored and then they scored again took the lead and it's it's all about finding that consistency because some nights you just watch them play and you're like everybody look everything just looks a little like out of sync like every this guy looks a little disjoint this guy looks like a step too slow like the, it, it, you just kind of look around and you're like something's not right about this team tonight. But then other nights, as we've seen, it's like everybody's clicking, everybody's firing. Like you said, seven different goal scorers. I was doing the math uh, this morning, and that's only I think the third time that that's happened in the last 15 seasons that the Stars have had seven different goal scorers in a game. And so it, it's a really impressive number. But at the same time, it just goes to show that when this team is clicking, everything is working. But they have to find the they have to find a way to click on a daily basis, on a game by game basis. All four lines, all three D pairs, the goaltending as well. And I mean, it's consistency first and foremost in my mind. Just 
finding a way to bring that same effort every single night. And, and you know they're capable of doing it because they've shown that they can. It's just a matter of making sure everybody's on the same page every night and getting after it. And, I mean, it's funny. When you think about veteran guys stepping up, Joe Pavelski and Ryan Suter, I would say, are like two of their top five, top seven guys this season so far. I, I think Ryan Suter has really flown under the radar, but has been such a steady guy back there. And, you know, that's what they signed him for. They signed him to make that quick outlet pass, to be calm under pressure, to log a lot of minutes. And he's done all of that in addition to putting up some pretty good offensive numbers. I think he's got like 15 points this season, 14 or 15, and a couple of goals. And so as of right now, like Suter looked really good and Pavelski. I mean, we could talk the rest of this podcast about Pavelski <laughs> and then record another one as to what he's doing through through his first 29 games of his many seasons in the NHL, I think it's up to 16 now or yeah, 16 seasons or 17 seasons in the league. Uh, his most points through the first nine games were last year and this year. So his two best seasons through 29 games are both with the stars and they're at age 36 and age 37. That's just, that's unheard of. And it just goes to show you, like, he is here and he's making a difference. And it, he could go down easily as Jim Nill's best signing uh, of his tenure with the Stars. So veterans are looking good. You know, you you would love to see all four lines start clicking a little more. I know we've talked about Robertson, Hinson, Pavelski, those three guys doing the brunt of the damage. I think they'd scored 50% of the Stars' home goals going <laughs> into Monday night. And that's, that's a, a number that you're like, wow. Like, that just means they're such an effective top line. But at the same time, you're like, that also means those other three lines could use a couple more goals from them each game. So maybe a four-line game and consistency are those two issues that you would really love to see resolved in order for this team to really get going and really get back into that top three race in the division. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you talk about veteran guys like Joe Pavelski. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's going to go down in history, at least for the stars is one of the best, you know, acquisitions uh, for a team that, you know, made yeah. immediate impact and he's continuing to do so. And uh, I know that people talk about all the time. Coach Bonus says that he's at practice, one of the first people out on the ice working on his, yep. you know, his redirects in front of the goal and working with Rupe and Jason and, uh, you know, getting to be better with them every day, which, you know, don't know how they can get much better than, you know, what they're already at. <laughs> I, uh, I'd be I'd be scared if I see a different level from them. If I were an opposition and I see them go to another level, I'd, ooh, yeah. Yeah, it, I feel like it's only a matter of time before we see them score in like the first 15 seconds of a game uh, just to kind of, you know, push the limits because I know oh, that yeah, they have a knack yeah, yeah. for finding the net pretty quick. Yeah, uh, they've, done which, it in a, they've done it in the first 75 seconds for four straight games or whatever it was, so... Who knows? Yeah. 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 Truly, truly fun to watch. And, you know, like you said, would love to see some of the other lines pick up a little bit of the of the grunt work there, which, you know, maybe that Minnesota game was a sign that, you know, we'll see that down the line. Tyler Sagan yeah. kind of finding his footing again. Jamie Ben getting the empty netter, but still nice yep. to see him get involved offensively. And Gurianov uh, having two assists there, too, with that line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, Dennis is a guy that I know myself and several other people had pretty high expectations for, and maybe he hasn't quite uh, cracked up to those yet, but still, you know, finding ways to be an effective guy and yeah. uh, still one of the fastest guys on the ice for the stars. And one of my favorite players to watch when he's in the zone, because like, like I said, just the speed, you not many guys can match that on the ice. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, kind of talking about, uh, you know, players on this team, uh, who has been your favorite player to watch just as an individual? I know we've already thrown out some names, but do you have someone different uh, that we haven't brought up yet that you really enjoy watching? 
You know, it's funny because there are actually a couple of names that I could throw out. I mean, this season, like it for a graphics guy, when they're winning seven in a row, it's so much fun because you have so many things that you can be looking up. And I, I have a note spiral actually right here that I will keep like at the beginning of every game or at the end of every game. I'll start taking notes for the next game. And when they were on that seven-game win streak, I was filling up the page, like, right after the previous game ended. Like, I need to look this up, look this up. When's the last time a player did this? When's the last time a rookie did this? And, I, you know, we've talked about Pavelski. I think what he's doing right now, you know, it's unfortunate to hear that the NHL can't go to the Olympics or won't be going to the Olympics this year because Joe Pavelski would absolutely be a Team USA player this season. And at the 100%. age of 37... That's like, that's incredible to hear of. And on top of that, all the things that he's doing, 16 four-point games in the NHL, and four of them have come in the last three seasons with Dallas. And it's like all these different accolades that he's pulling together. Like, I, I mean, I would say he has to be team MVP at the moment because he's just such an effective player. And like we said, he's him, Robertson, and Hintz just complement each other so well. And I know Bonus talks about it ad nauseum in post-game pressers about Hintz's speed, you know, Pavelski, just the veteran idea of always knowing where to be, always knowing the right spot on the ice. And then Robertson's just excellent craftiness, you know, like his his vision of the ice. He he can see everything, and it's it's like they all just flow with each other so well. That line's been a ton of fun to watch. Obviously, Miro Haskin, and especially through the first 15 games of the season, but even now, you could tell when he missed that game against St. Louis the other night, you could tell that he wasn't on the ice. And that's the thing. Like sometimes the plays that he makes fly under the radar that you don't, you don't really notice them. And I mean, that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a part of being a defenseman is that you're never really the flashiest guy on the ice. You're never really showing off your speed or your skills, but you could tell when he wasn't back there that things were a little bit disjointed so he continues to just be such a steady force for that for this team on the back end. And honestly, I mean, Holtby and Ottinger, like those two, I know they the last few games have been a little rusty for both of them, but those two guys were putting together a terrific run through that back half of November and the early part of December this month. And I really do think that those two can actually, you know, help each other in a lot of ways, especially Holtby with a young Jake Ottinger, you know, a guy that's been to the Cup, that's won the Cup, that's won the Vezina Trophy, that's led the league in wins, and that's done just about everything a goalie can do. And on top of that, you know, the fastest player to, like, what were we at? 300 wins? Or, mm. I, I I can't even remember what it was the other night. Yeah, I think I think 300 wins. I, that sounds I don't know. Right. <laughs> I've slept since then. I've slept since then, but... It's just been an impressive ride for every every area of the Stars team so far. And, you know, like we said, there's still growth to be had and things to be done that could help this team take the next step. But so far, I, you know, I, I go back to Joe Pavelski. It, it's just been so much fun to watch this guy that at the start of the year, you know, people talking about how old this team is and how, oh, it's just they're one injury to a veteran away from not, you know, being a contender and yada, yada. And then Joe Pavelski not only not only just proving all that wrong about age is you know going to make us slower and worse, but on top of that, being one of the best players in the NHL right now, and not only putting the puck in the net but also dishing it out, he's just been a complete player this season. It's been so much fun to watch. 
Yeah, I, I have to agree. And earlier this week, I even kind of deemed him as some midseason grades, one of the probably the best scorer on the team. And I know yeah. he leads the team in points. And, uh, you know, even when he's not finding the back of the net with his shots, it's normally rebounding and someone else is there to pick up the pieces and, you know, get him an assist. And so really yeah. nice to see that from him and the goalies as well. Uh, you know, Ottinger and Holfi. I think, you know, it's nice that they've found some consistency there. Um, and, you know, sad to see Ben Bishop retire and obviously Anton Hudobin. Uh, not quite having the season we thought he would have, and uh, or at least not that we wanted them to have, but still within the organization at the AHL level. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through college bowl season and the NFL play- playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available here in 2021. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. BetOnline.ag where the game starts. Um, and that kind of brings me to a, a random question that I have for you that just popped in my head yeah. that I've been asking some uh, some other guests on the show the past few weeks after, ever since uh, the Bishop news did come out, just with his career uh, in the NHL in general kind of coming into an end, but especially it ending with the Dallas Stars. What is your favorite memory of Ben Bishop as a Dallas Star, like a specific game that maybe stands out to you? Oh man, uh, there there are actually a couple, which is you know it's funny because like like we said, it was he had three good seasons here, and you know I guess two and a half if you cut the COVID year short, and then on top of that, it's been like two years since like when you think it, when you look at half the time he's been with the Stars, he hasn't been on the active roster just about, and it, it's been kind of shocking to think about that and kind of process over the last few days and a few weeks about him not being in the NHL anymore. Because, you know, I, I really started following hockey in like 2009, 2010, like really heavily started following hockey. And, you know, Ben Bishop is always in my mind been a top five goalie in the NHL. Like whoever he was with, wherever he was playing, he's always been that consistent force. I, I looked up his numbers right after he was recalled. And I think over the last – Eight or nine seasons, he was a top five goalie in wins, shutouts, save percentage, and a top two goalie in a couple of those categories. And you know, he had so many good, so many good memories with the Stars in general. And also on top of that, I just want to say, you know, I know people have already probably said this a lot and written about it a lot, but he's such a good person too. Like he's such a genuine guy, always willing to you know talk in the locker room. Never, it's like. He's one of those guys that you just think he never has a bad day. Like he's always excited. He always seems really, you know, joyful, peppy, like full of life. And so he was always such a great guy in the locker room. But I, I, you know, on the ice, I would say that probably my favorite memory was actually when he set the stars shutout streak record uh, back in the 1819 season. And it was funny because I was on spring break at the time and I was in Hawaii with my family and I was watching that game in Minnesota on my phone on the ride to the airport. 
And I remember like they even had a bug down in the corner that had Bishop shutout streak and it was a clock just counting, getting to Belfour's number. And you're just sitting there every shot that Minnesota takes, you're kind of like, like, Oh, like, <laughs> Oh, hope, I'm hoping that doesn't go in. Cause you just want to see that history because it was such a cool little stat also to see him take over. And once it hit that clock and you hear Josh Bograd and Razor talking about it, it was just, it was a really surreal moment. And it really went on to another level because from there on, he was just in another dimension for those next two months, like from mid-March through to early May when they finally got knocked out in game seven against St. Louis. But even in that game, just the man standing on his head, putting together a playoff performance for the ages. I mean, 49 of 51, I'm pretty sure is still the number. And just unbelievable to watch. And as a goaltender, you know, at 6'7", he's a very rare type of goaltender, very rare breed for a goalie at that height and at that build. But just how effective he was in the net and how cool and calm he was. Like every game he was in, it, you you just you knew when he was in the crease, you knew stars are going to be okay. Like he's going to give them a chance to win tonight. They're not going to give up five goals. They're probably not even going to give up three. They're going to give up one, maybe two, and have a really good chance to win this game if they can get that second or third goal. Yeah, such a shame that that playoff run in 2019 had to end as soon as it did. Because I think if the yeah. Stars get past St. Louis, I mean, you know. who, who The what-if game is so much fun to play with this team over the last decade, I'll tell you what. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, that is definitely one at the at the very top of what if what if Dallas wins that game seven or, you know, even the game six. I believe that they had the 3-2 series lead. They did, uh, yep. And, game six at yeah. home yeah yeah ben bishop with you know like you said one of the greatest playoff performances we've seen from a goalie not just for the stars but yeah. in nhl history in in the uh, last so, few years for sure yep yeah and so i yeah. think it's you know so huge that you know and like you said you know wherever he's played you know he's kind of left his his impact i know tampa bay is in you know a really good place with their goalie um and you know the stars have brayden holtby who's a veteran but even jake ottinger i'm sure that he's gained yeah. so much insight and experience from a guy like Ben, who's still with the organization now, just not yeah. suiting up. But I mean, so much to to learn from a guy that's just been around the league as long as he has and been as yeah. dominant as he was for an extended time. But yeah. kind of shifting gears here uh, to kind of close things out, um, a little, a few Christmas type themed questions for you. I know that you said before we recorded that you're a big Christmas guy. Let's hear um, it. The I'm first excited one I have about is, these. Yeah, the first one I have is definitely a little bit stars related. And then after that, we'll get to just some generic Christmas stuff. But if you were making a wish list for the stars, what is one thing you would add to this team, whether that's a player or just maybe adding an ability to a certain player or maybe some of the lines? If you could pick one Christmas gift for the Dallas Stars for this season, what would it be and why? Ooh, that is a really good question, actually. Oh, man. Um, you know, I'm, I, I have one thing. It's funny. We were talking about this in the truck the other night. There's one thing that came to mind quickly because uh, I don't want to spend – I could probably sit here for 15 minutes and think through just everything, like do a deep dive <laughs> and try and figure something out. But honestly, Alexander Radulov breaking that goal drought. That is the one thing that I would love to see because we were talking about in the truck the other night about this is actually the longest stretch that he's gone in the NHL without scoring a goal. And so for him to get that next goal, uh, I can only imagine, we know he's, arguably, you know, the most fiery celebration or selly guy in the league when he scores to see him score that goal 
and break this drought, hopefully against Nashville, if not, then against Colorado or whatever the case may be here in the next few days, it's going to be incredible. And, and I, hopefully it gets him off that schneid and really gets him back into being a regular goal scorer. Cause he's done so many other good things. Like it, it stinks to see a guy, such a talented goal scorer in a slump like this, but the good players are the guys that even when they know things aren't going their way in the goal column, they're still finding ways to be better and help the team out in other ways. He's been a great shot blocker. I think he leads stars forwards, I think, in block shots. Him and Fax are one and two up there. And then on top of that, you know, he's been a really good passer of the puck, and he's got a couple assists to show for it too. But to see him break off that goal drought is going to be so sweet. So I'm going to say that's the Christmas wish here for this yeah, I like that one a lot because I, I yeah. mean, you, you look at a guy like Rupe who went through his own goal drought to start the year. Yep. Now we see where he's at. Uh, so hopefully we'll see Rads kind of go through a similar thing. And like you said, a really still a really effective player. I was talking about the other yeah. day that he's top three on this team in time on ice and, you know, still putting out a lot of effort for this team. And some of my favorite assists from this season have been from Alexander Radulov. And so, absolutely. Yeah. With, and yeah, like you said, the emotion uh, is just unmatched with him on this team and uh, yeah. I know that the other guys on the team will certainly be excited to to celebrate with oh. him as soon as he he finds the back of that. Do you? And I don't remember this either. This isn't me quizzing, but do you remember what game he did score his lone goal in? Vegas. I, I know he in had October. Vegas. Yep. Dang. So the Vegas game That's, in so October, it's been a while. and his celebration. He had the the like fist pumping and like he had the coming up off one knee and like just absolutely pure joy and exuberation. So I'm. I can't, we may have to like pause the game. It may be like Beltre's, uh, Beltre's like 3000th hit. It may be like, we have to like pause the game and let everybody like come celebrate with him and take like a 10 minute break. Just hang a banner up in the, in the rafters for the rest of the exactly. season. Exactly. Like that broke moment. gold drought. <laughs> yep. And then like have a, have a party there for like 30 minutes. Hey, I'm, I'm down for that. Cause that, yeah. that Vegas game was a long time ago. Uh, uh, I know was, he had the I, game winner in Pittsburgh as well, but that was a shootout. Yeah, so, not, so his lone goal, goal, Vegas on October 27. Yeah, well, yeah. hopefully hopefully the, the Christmas, maybe that's, you know, what'll be under his Christmas tree, just like a, a pass from Santa that says, hey, you feel free to score a goal. It's on me. Break it. <laughs> yep, against Nashville. It's on the big guy. Yep. Oh, yeah, we'd love to see that. Well, another yeah. quiz, Christmas question for you that's just more generic, and I know this is something yeah. I've talked about on yesterday's show, but if you had to, you know, if you're picking – the Christmas movie for your family, friends, whoever's together. What is your go-to Christmas movie, Josh? Ooh, all right. So it's funny because the last two days I have watched like four different ones. And I always have my group of like 10 movies that I watch every year. Um, it's got to be National Lampoons. It has to be Christmas Vacation. Like I, I watch that movie religiously every year at Christmas time, probably at least three or four times a year. And even to the point where two years ago at Halloween, I went as Cousin Eddie, like white bathrobe, uh, you know, <laughs> winter cap on, like oh, the, yeah. this white suit belt, my, like, my whatever your fairies or whatever I was wearing, just a great outfit. I won, co- I won best costume at the party I was at. So that just further cements that Christmas Vacation is number one. Like we, that is my go-to movie to quote, to watch, to just Anything Christmas related, I have a tie-in for Christmas Vacation, and that is definitely got to be number one at the top of the list. 
Yeah, certainly a great choice. And I think, you know, a testament to how iconic that movie is that you won a Halloween oh costume gosh. contest as a yeah. you know, character from that movie. It, at Halloween, uh, I'm like, I'm dressing as Christmas. And look, guess what? I'm still going to win. Yeah, two months in advance. Yeah. And yeah, you, you know, yeah. rise above the rest. Uh, kind of in yeah. the same vein, let's say that someone hands you the aux cord saying to play Christmas music. What's a go-to Christmas song? Or if song's too hard, give me an album at least. Okay, now first, where what's our setting? Um, um, if somebody's handing you the aux cord, are we like in the car? Or are we like at a party? Like, what are we? What are we thinking? Let's here? say Christmas party. There's like okay, a, a good amount of people, just like a, a Christmas house party. If we're at a Christmas party, all right. So if we're at a party, because if I'm like unwinding and it's like sitting by the fire or something uh, at night, you know, toward in the Christmas season, it's got to be White Christmas or the Christmas song by Bing Crosby or Nat King Cole. Got to stick with the classics. But if if somebody's handing me a somebody's handing me the aux cord, it, it's probably got to be like it's got to be something upbeat, obviously. Um, maybe Sleigh Ride by the Ronettes. Like that's that's definitely a, a banger, as the kids say. Um, <laughs> I, I I definitely think, and there's like there's actually some dubstep remixes of that too that I've heard in the recent past, and I'm like, all right, yeah, that could get me like going. That could get me up. So. Probably sleigh ride by. That's the first thing that comes to mind if I'm like at a party and I'm trying to get people going. That's that's one that you know you got the beat, you got the fast tempo, you got the catchy lyrics, you can sing along to it. I, I'm gonna have to go sleigh ride. Hey, that's a uh, never a bad option. And of course, yeah. yeah, like you said, the the dubstep remixes always get the people going just a little bit more. Uh, Absolutely, so yes. Definitely love to see that. And then the last one I have for you: what is in your eyes uh, the quintessential? Christmas food, whether it's a dessert, a meal, a snack, what's kind of the go-to Christmas food item for you? Ooh, okay. So in terms of drink, and I am 21, I promise. A lot of people joke that I'm, <laughs> they think I'm like 20. They think that I'm like 18. I'm like, no, I'm 24. I promise. I don't want to be 24, but I'm 24. Uh, eggnog. <laughs> and it's funny because I, I will tell people like, if you've never tried eggnog, you have to try it because I love eggnog. And I even have Back to the National Lampoons here. I even have the, uh, the like reindeer mug. I even bought one of those, so I'll drink out of that whenever I'm having eggnog. Eggnog is definitely number one on the drink list. On the food list, it's hard to beat, you know, like a big like smoked ham at Christmas, like at Christmas dinner. That is a go-to. And, you know, also we, my family and I, we always make this big breakfast casserole every Christmas morning. And it, it never fails to hit the spot. And so I'm I'm gonna have to say kind of a combination of those. Like you got you got your casserole for the morning, you got your smoked ham, you know, at night for Christmas dinner, and then you have your eggnog, like when you're winding down, sitting by the fire or whatever, or watching a movie, plugging in the aux cord, whatever you're doing. <laughs> those are definitely those are definitely like three of my go-tos, um, at least off the top of my head. And you know. Thanksgiving, I would, I'd probably have a list like ten times as long. But Christmas, there, Christmas has its own really nice little nuggets of, uh, of just absolutely amazing food and drinks. Yeah, it really does. And I feel like Christmas and Thanksgiving are almost like the only time you hear people talk about like ham as like honestly, yeah, a main dish. Yeah, like no, I've, you're 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 not lying. Yeah, like January through October, it's like no one's eating ham like, unless it's on a what sandwich. What is it? It's but like then, turkey like turkey or like whatever yeah you're eating during or we eat burgers and hot dogs from january to october and then we'll switch over to ham in november 
yeah it's like fourth of july just has like a monopoly on like the other months of the year somehow but you know not bad food but yeah it's it's odd that you know those foods are like specifically for the end of the year for those holidays but you know we don't we don't make the rules here but you know we enjoy them we enjoy those foods when they come around (laughs) yeah just follow along with eggnog i'm always like waiting until it drops in like late october then i'm like all right i'm gonna go buy my like three or four bottles to get me through the season and then we're good yeah that's the exact same way i am with the the bluebell like peppermint ice cream so good but you know it only comes out this time of year okay and i forgot also christmas cookie bluebell ice cream is is an absolute go-to one of my good friends uh sean nicewinger works for dude perfect he and i will text each other about oh like christmas cookies coming out like in three days be ready like be ready to go to walmart (laughs) or whatever and go get it yeah and that's a go-to also yeah bluebell just knows what they're doing all the time so always uh, they understand the assignment game yeah, as yeah. as the kids say, they understand the assignment. Yes, they well, see. We've got all these kids references in tonight. It's great. Yeah, locked on stars is for the young and the old. We don't it, we don't discriminate yeah, here for the kids. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we're for all ages. But Josh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, always appreciate your insight and just your personality yeah. here. Uh, hope you have a great Christmas, and uh, we'll hopefully see you back on the show sometime soon. Dane, I can't thank you enough. It's always fun to come back on here because. The only way I can talk about stars is through Twitter or through graphics on, on TV, on broadcast. So this is definitely, it's great to be back on here and also to not have Kenneth nagging for 30 minutes. I, if he watches this, I I hope he hears this and then I'll get a text from him. So regardless though, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you, Dane and everyone else. And I'm always around to be on. Yeah, that sounds good. Hopefully, uh, as the season goes on, we'll have some more exciting star stuff to talk about, and we'll we'll certainly look to bring you and maybe we'll get you and Kenneth back on at the same time. And uh, hey, you know, you know what? We can just make it a party. I would love. Oh wow, we we may go all night at that point, but yeah, it definitely <laughs> sounds like a good time. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, thanks again, yeah. Josh and Stars fans. We will see you back here on Monday to preview Dallas's game against the Nashville Predators, uh, a big division game, and maybe we'll see Alexander Radulov get back in the score column. Well, I certainly hope you guys enjoyed that great conversation that I got to have with Josh Clark. Always fun to have guests on the show, especially a guy as personable as Josh. Uh, always such a fun spirit. Uh, great insight from him as well, both on the Stars and just on all things christmas big christmas guy josh clark is but thank you guys again for making locked on stars your first listen of the day now go make your second listen of the day the locked on bets podcast with your boy q and insight from lee sterling your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs you can find the locked on bets podcast for free wherever you get your podcast at be sure to also subscribe and follow the locked on stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Just consider it a little Christmas gift to me. Uh, just hitting that subscribe or download button uh, wherever you listen to your podcast at. And maybe leaving a review if you enjoy what you hear would truly mean a lot uh, and cost you absolutely nothing. But be sure to also follow me on Twitter if you feel so inclined at Dane Double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. You can also find the show on Twitter at Locked On Stars. Thank you guys again so much for listening. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Hope you enjoy your time with your family, your friends, and just enjoy the holiday. And we will get, see you guys back here on Monday for a preview of the Dallas Stars and Nashville Predators matchup. Have a great day, Stars fans. Have a great Christmas.